Brendan Darty with the Dirtbags Baseball Dirt Talk Podcast. Got a great guest coming on today, Mike Holmes, the scouting director for the San Francisco Giants. Going to break down some of the things that are going on in professional baseball right now and talk a little bit about the draft, evaluating players, what he looks for in certain types of guys, talk about his career path from his days playing at Wake Forest to coaching at Wake Forest and then getting on to the pro side as an area scout working his way through the ranks with the Oakland A's, all the way up to the assistant scouting director, to where he is now as the man in charge of the San Francisco Giants scouting department. Excited to have Holmesy coming on board today, one of the great uh, people in all of baseball, but also one of the brightest minds, uh, forward thinker, adding, you know, the analytics side to also the player side and the makeup side and just want to break that down with him today. Really looking forward to talking to him and and getting his views and how he evaluates players. Um, Hopefully can, can get in depth a little bit and talk to him more about the different sides of um, how baseball has changed, especially in, in evaluating players. Uh, huge piece, I think, and, and I think he'll, he'll agree is uh, not, not necessarily uh, the ability of the guy, but the makeup of the guy is a, is a big piece. So we're going to get in depth with Mike Holmes, the scouting director for the San Francisco Giants, here shortly. But... Get a quick sponsorship plug-in, Impact Baseball. Since 2001, Impact Baseball has been hosting showcase tournaments and camps as well as promoting high school and middle school players all over the country. This year, Impact has added ID camps. ID camps will be going live here in the next couple weeks. You can get all the info to sign up for showcase tournaments for this summer, and ID camps on the impactbaseball.com website. Follow them on Twitter, at Impact Baseball, and on Instagram, Impact Baseball underscore. You can also find the past podcasts on thedirtbags.com. You can follow us at dirtbag underscore swag on Twitter, dirtbag underscore swag underscore on Instagram, thedirtbags.com, Dirtbags Baseball on Facebook. All right, Mike Holmes, scouting director with the San Francisco Giants. Mike, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, You know, uh, unique time. We we were just kind of talking about that a little bit for for everyone, Um, but especially in, in your position where you, you know you, you'd be a uh, hundred miles an hour right now, trying to kind of get get your focus on on your draft picks and and going to see guys. I'm sure um, it, it's a little unique experience, different experience. And are you still preparing the same way 
um, obviously without being on the road, but but kind of meetings, virtual meetings with your staff and things like that. First of all, great to have you on the show. I appreciate you coming on board today. Yeah, Brent, I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on. It's uh, it's certainly uh, a very unique time, uh, uncharted waters for for everyone, not only in the baseball world but just in society. And I think I think everybody needs to do their part. And certainly in, in the game of baseball, we need to do our part to uh, help contribute to get through this virus uh, that's affected our country. It's affected so many individuals. Uh, I'm sure everyone has some sort of story where it hits home to them. So I, I think uh, although it's a unique situation, it's a way for us to kind of grow as a society and grow as people, and, and hopefully we come out of this thing better on the back end. But uh, it is a unique situation. Um, I was in Dallas, Texas, um, and I kind of started to see this thing come down the chute a little bit and had some conference calls with our front office just to kind of talk about where we were. Um, and kind of what was going on in the world. We have, we tried to get out ahead of it. So we actually, um, I believe it was March 11th, we, uh, we suspended all our scouting activities, um, took all our guys out of airplanes and out of the air. And first and foremost, my, my biggest kind of directive was, and what I wanted to do was make sure that our guys and our staff were safe. So we did everything we could starting on that day to get these guys home and get them home with their families. Um, because we kind of knew the next step was going to come. And uh, the landscape was changing so quickly. And 24 hours later, you're looking at all of Division One baseball in some way, shape, or form being canceled, and certainly a lot of the high schools following suit. So um, it's hard. It's hard in our industry, um, selfishly, as a group of guys that go 100 miles an hour throughout the spring, uh, moving all around the country, moving throughout regions to go see players play, preparing for the draft to all of a sudden see it come to a screeching halt. Um, so it's certainly something that we're not used to. Um, but fortunately enough for me, uh, I have a great staff. I work for a great ownership group, and I work for a great front office, and everyone's going to kind of be supported. And we've all kind of worked under the, the, uh, the motto that we're all in this together. So we've been able to... Uh, We've been able to continue to keep working from home. Um, I've tried to do a lot of uh, conference calls. I've tried to do a lot of video calls, continuing to engage our guys, to continue the dialogue and the talks regarding the players. Um, We did this even before we knew whether or not the draft was going to go off or not. And Of course, we found out last week that there will be a draft. So um, this week we're doing uh, midpoint meetings like we normally would do. We're just doing them over Zoom calls as opposed to in person. So I think there are ways that you can continue to work. We've tried to be creative with some projects and activities that we've given to our scouts to try to kind of spur some thought process to continue the evaluation aspect of what we do. Um, although in a different, different setting, um, I still think there's room for growth. I still think there's ways that we could work from home and, uh, We've done our best to continue that process because, uh, you know, the way I look at it is the more we can get our guys continuing to do what they are used to doing, although in a different setting and although not sacrificing their time away from family, uh, the better it is for all of us. Yeah, no, no question. It's it's um, you're you're you have to 
you have to be creative and and you know you you know as well as I do when you know when you first started on the on the pro side you you, you pitched at Wake Forest you played at Wake Forest and then drafted played played professionally um, and went back and were coaching at Wake Forest and then got on the the you know went went over to the pro side and you you were an area scout with the A's and, and did some player development stuff as well too, right? Back, you, you started out coaching some along with the scouting side and, and yeah, that's correct. Yep. And the, the, you know, the, the data, not the necessarily the data, but the information now and, and the technology that you can use, um, you know, with, with obviously the video and, and, you know, uh, we we always looked at stats. I think you always I think you always look at stats. Now there's you know you can get more in depth with the stats, but it, it, the 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 times now from when you started to where we're at now are are so much different. Where you can still almost you, you do everything except really be on the road and see the guy live. Honestly, right? Yeah, you know it's. It's changed so much over the years, but in some ways it hasn't. Um, you know, I, I played professionally with the A's when I was released. I went back and coached at Wake for a few years, and then I had the opportunity to go back with Oakland as an area scout. And like you said, I was a pitching coach in our minor league system along with doing an area. Um, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, there's so much talk these days of, like, old school, new school, and I'm really – not a huge fan of either term, to be completely honest yeah. with you, because the fact of the matter is, when I first broke into scouting in the early 2000s, the so-called guys that had been doing it for so long, these guys still were grabbing stat sheets and looking at stats in all types of ways to evaluate our player. I think nowadays, um, so much attention is being given to the actual analytics aspect of our game because there's greater ways and there's more ways to kind of quantify certain things that are going on. But I think realistically, the game is really hasn't changed as, uh, as much as people think. I think just the way to, to look at it and analyze it has. I mean, most good scouts dating back from when I first started, the first thing they did when they walked into a college ballpark was grab a stat sheet. I think, I think we would be remiss if we didn't take a look at that even back before the craze began. Sure. So there's a lot of things that they can tell you. You know, um, I think I think the way you balance the two sides is really the, the most important thing in the evaluation process is, you know, balancing your boots on the ground, balancing guys that are out there watching games, guys that have experience, guys that have gut feels, guys that have instincts, along with the analytic aspect of what these tells you. Numbers for me are great, all right, because numbers allow me, allow, it gives me a chance to find out more about the player when we don't have a scout in the ballpark. So we have a scout in the ballpark that he can tell me what they think of the player. Sometimes the numbers tell me about all the games we're not there, right? Yeah. But from a video aspect, listen, I remember when I first started coaching, we were videoing pictures and sliding in old big VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. VCRs oh, yeah trying to break down videotape that way and nowadays I can sit in front of my computer in my home office and I can watch a game start to finish 
um, in 45 minutes and look at anything and everything that I want to. So, you know, an older scout told me one time, and it kind of rang true with me, you know, we don't drive the same cars we drove back in the 80s. We don't have the same cell phones now that we did when cell phones first came out. In our world, things do change. Things improve. Things get more technical. Things get better, for lack of better words. So ideally, we're going to have better equipment. We're going to have more resources. We're going to have different ways to look at things. And I think the key in scouting is to take those ways to look at players and to break down players and analyze players and to kind of digest those analytic metrics. But I think it's also important that you balance out the professional side of boots on the ground and the instinct and the experience and the strength of your evaluators out there actually watching players. Yeah. That, that, I, I, I say this all the time. It, it, it's, you know, and, and I talk to, talk to scouts that have, have, been doing it for for a long time and and you know guys and um you know the the stats obviously were were a big piece always an important piece we we can dive into it a little bit more now but but typically you know if if the player if he, if he's a good player the 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 stats are usually going to match up to the player for the most part but you know over the course of time um, you know, evaluating guys, the 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 majority of the time, the the stats will will kind of enhance what you see most a lot of times if the player's a, a, you know a high caliber type guy. Um, not even after one season, I I feel like that's just my opinion. Um, and and you know, with with you're exactly right. Things change. Things you have to adapt, and you have to be able to. I think the best guys are able to put both together and use it instead of just looking at one particular aspect or, or just being on on this other side of things. Um, you know, the I, I don't like that term either. Old school, new school. Like I, I want to be on top of what what's going on. Right, and I think you know. I encourage our guys on our staff all the time that it's important that we remain well-versed in what's out there year to year. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to be all in on a certain approach or a certain topic, but it should be our job to understand kind of things that are out there and things that are being used and the way things are being looked at because I think it only makes us better as evaluators. But ultimately, this game still comes down to having players. Yeah. Right. The good teams still have players. Now, how we come to those decisions, decide which players we like and don't like, you know, there's 30 clubs that have 30 different ways. But in the end, the nuts and bolts of it still come down to being able to evaluate a player and being able to make a call on whether you, where you think this player will be five, six, seven years down the road. That's just such a unique thing about scouting when it comes to baseball. We're the one sport it doesn't draft to put a guy at the pro level right away. You know, in basketball, small rounds, those guys go straight to the league. Football, short rounds, those guys go straight to the league. Hockey, a little bit, they have a little bit of a minor league system, but not quite as in-depth as baseball. We're, being, we're asking our guys to make calls on guys, not necessarily for today or for tomorrow, but down the road. And uh, sometimes the numbers can tell you what a player's done, 
right? But I think the good scouts can tell you what they're going to do. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. That's the it, it's it's not an exact science, it, and that that's the hardest part about it is you're you're trying to you know pick pick a guy and and say okay this is what he is right now, but you know five years from now. You know this this guy is this type of guy, you know. Or and ten years from now, this guy's a Hall of Famer. You know, it's tough to it's tough to put that stamp. I mean, you you know as well as I do. You know, you you've missed on guys, and and you, there's probably guys that are are you know you're saying this guy will never, you know, he'll never play a day. Great organizational guy, great. But he'll never play a day in the big leagues, and and the guy you know has played for fifteen years. You've seen that, right? Right. Yeah, I have. And you know, the two hardest things, in my opinion, to kind of quantify or, or being able to look at from a from a statistical standpoint are physicality of players. It's hard to quantify where a guy's body is going to go, and I think as a scout, sometimes you have to almost look and project on where the guy's body and physicality and strength are going to be down the road. And then obviously the makeup component, um, really have an understanding for what the individual is about, for what the player is made up of, um, because sometimes that can trump all. And I think guys that have done it for a long time realize that, you know, as scouts, we miss a lot. Um, we miss on players. Um, I certainly have as many as, as the next person um, but I think what we need to do is go back on a yearly basis and take a look at the guys that we did miss on. And as I do that yearly, the common theme that seems to come up on the ones that I feel like I missed the most were that I either undersold their physicality and athleticism or I didn't give them enough credit for the makeup. Yeah. Yeah, that is that, and, and that, that's kind of the, the kind of next – Thing I was gonna touch on and and ask you with when when you evaluate players and and obviously you know you're you're seeing you you've seen probably you know fortieth round type guys and you've seen first round type guys and and is there a, there's there's obviously gonna always be that separation but are there some things. When, when you walk into the ballpark and, and you kind of – you know who you're going to see um, and and you're, you're kind of start – are there some things that you look for, um, you know, right away in a guy that, that, that most people that are just, you know, ordinary fans or, or just, you know, go to a lot of baseball games that aren't going to look for? Right. Well, I think, personally, I think um, when you start talking about guys that sit at the top of the draft, the high first round, um, I think those guys pretty much stand out. They stand out from their ability. They stand out from the way they go about their business. And, listen, they wouldn't be going there if they didn't stand out from their performance. Sure. So we don't want to kid ourselves and say there hasn't been some performance along the way because usually that comes with being taken in that neighborhood of the draft. Um, but I think ideally when you walk into a ballpark, you know, scouting's changed so much from when I first came in just because of the amount of exposure a lot of these players get. Um, 
you know, when I first started scouting as an amateur scout, you know, I did my area during the spring and then I'd have, you know, the entire Carolina league or I'd have 12 pro teams that would basically consume my June, July and beginning of August. And there wasn't a lot of exposure to the high school player over the summer. You know, you may run up to the Cape Cod League or some summer league, the Coastal Plains League, for just a little snapshot here and there. Once teams started making a commitment to carrying full pro staffs, which allowed amateur staffs to really dive into the amateur game throughout the summer, and you really started to see summer baseball grow, programs like you guys, the Dirtbags, um, have obviously been one of the nation's best throughout the country, you know, in our country, uh, at tournaments, uh, coast to coast. But you really saw the growth of, of the summer baseball leagues. And we were allowed to, as an amateur staff, to really start to dive into a lot of that stuff throughout the summer. So immediately our exposure to these players started to grow. And just like anything, the more exposure you get, the more times you get a chance to watch them and see them, um, you start to feel much more comfortable about your evaluation on the player. Um, you start to understand the player a little bit better. And for the scouts to do a really good job of getting to know the player, the family, the coaches, you start to get to know the individual better. So um, the landscape of that has changed quite a bit. So I think when it comes to the draft, there's a much more comfort, especially when it comes to the high school player, um, especially with the monetary values that we're giving these guys at the higher portions of the draft. There is more of a comfort because our exposure has been there. Um, and our history has grown. We're all about kind of create history. We're always trying to create a timeline on a player um, from start to where we are come draft. So being able to grow that history with each individual player has actually been something that's much more comforting. Um, and I think that exposure to the high school players what's created that. Yeah, that that that's the uh, a I I think it's the it's. It's so important. You talked about it, the the makeup side of of things and and guys, you know, getting in, getting information on players. It, it's the same at, at the pro level as it is at the at the college level because you know college guys and and you know pro side you, you're making an investment in that guy, so you you want to know what you're making that investment in um the the physical and the the baseball side of things um that's probably one of the easier evaluation pieces because it's it's fun you can go and break a guy down um and say okay wow this guy can really play um you know now i need to find out if this guy is you know what what makes this guy tick or what is you know who do I need to talk to, and you, you don't talk to just the people that are gonna you know say good things about them, right? I mean, you want to get in depth with with everybody so that w- when you do make this the investment on a guy, it it it's the right deal and the right situation for not only the Giants but for the player as well too, right? Sure. Yeah, I I, uh, I was told something at an early age when you go to a high school game, hang out by the concession stand and go stand down the line. And I couldn't understand what the scout telling me meant by that. And he went on to explain to me, the moms are in the concession stand. They'll tell you everything. And the, <laughs> the elderly men who have been in town forever sit down inside in their lawn chairs 
and they've got all the dope. Yeah. My point behind that is it's our job to find out anything we can about the players that we're scouting because <clears throat> ultimately we're putting our name on each individual. So we have to do our homework. We have to find out more about each player. Um, we do our job with our code with the coaches. But I, I, I think even the better scouts do a lot of job as far as digging up information uh, within the community, within teammates. Um, <clears throat> that's just uh, teachers, people at the school, because ultimately when we sign a player, we're basically putting our name on that player, so we want to make sure that we've done our work on Sure. Yeah, that, that's and, – and that I think that's the toughest thing that ki- players that, you know, at, at, at all levels, high school, college – um, you know, is you, you're not always being evaluated on you, – you probably most of the time that you're never being evaluated on your four-for-four four day because everybody knows wh- who you are, what you're going to be that day. Guys want to see um, who you are when uh, everything's not going your way. And I, and I think that's, a, you know, just – the great, great advice and, and understanding for folks to, to know that, you know, the, the evaluation process is all, it's ongoing constantly. It's not just, even when you don't think somebody's in the stands, somebody's always evaluating you that your, 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 the parents, the other parents are evaluating you, your teachers, you know, you're always being evaluated and, and getting that point across is tough to people. Yeah, it, it is, and it's our job to always have eyes on them. You know, ideally, if, if you can, and, and, and it doesn't always play out that you you can, just because of days and amount of time we have to cover certain areas. But ideally, with the, with young players, you'd like to see them enough times where you see them really, really good, really, really bad, and just okay. Right. Because usually, when those three things happen, you see three different type of responses. And the times where you see all three things happen like that, and you see a similar response in all three, it tells you there's a little bit of something, there's a little bit of growth and maturity to that player. Sure. Yeah. It's it's amazing. So so the the do you feel like um you know, you're you're obviously your your background, um playing playing at wake, um and I mean just a a lot a long history of a lot of guys especially from from your um that time frame are are in professional baseball and some have have played um some guys probably have i think played in the big leagues but um are on the scouting side as well too does do you use you know your your coaching um background when you were at Wake, do you, do you feel like, and, and playing in college as well too, did that help prepare you um, not only to play professionally, but to also scout professionally and kind of say, okay, this guy needs to go to college or this guy, he, he needs to go and play professionally right away. Is that, is that something that you, you draw from or um, just the experience, your, your experience in it has kind of taught you that side? Yeah, I mean, it certainly helped me along the, along the years. I mean, anyway, what it does is it gives you different perspectives. It gives you different lenses to look through. Um, you know, I, I I count my blessings every day that I had the exposure to, to George Greer, not only as my coach, but as my head coach, as his assistant, because uh, I learned so much from him during my time at Wake. Um, you know, my years in college coaching, 
um, definitely helped prepare me uh, in ways I probably didn't realize at the time that would be beneficial for me. Um, I think one of the hardest things for young players to hear from a pro scout is maybe they don't think they're ready for professional baseball at that moment. And that is not saying that you're not a good player. That is not saying that you cannot, you will not be able to play professional baseball down the road. But I think sometimes college is the right route for some players because they need to get more physical. They need to add strength. Um, They need to mature in some ways. They're not ready to go off, you know, and enter pro baseball. They need a little bit of that uh, collegiate structure that is, I think the college game is a phenomenal thing. I cut my teeth in the college game. So I think there are a tremendous amount of benefits uh, for a lot of guys to go that route. I do think there's some high school guys that are ready to take their career to the professional level right out of high school because they're not only ready from a talent standpoint, but they're also ready for a lot of the other reasons that I just mentioned. Um, but, you know, one of the benefits for me in scouting is uh, not just the way I see a game based off my experience in college, but the relationships that I've built. Um, someone like yourself, you know, from all your years of coaching in college and the relationship that we've developed. But I think about all these coaches throughout the Carolinas, throughout the East Coast, throughout the country, um, that while I was a college coach, we developed relationships out on the road, recruiting, having meals with, spending time with, talking baseball, helping each other grow. And now all of a sudden, these relationships have the ability to kind of pay me back some as I go in to look at players that they currently have and the conversations and the honesty that I'll get from them regarding their players certainly helps us when we start talking about players. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that, that's kind of, that, that's a, a huge piece as well, too, is just the relationship and the, and the trust that you have from, you know, all, all the all the guys, obviously, that you, that you played with or coached with or, or coached against that can – Give you, give you, especially in the position, you know, whether it's an area guy or, or you know, a cross checker or scouting director or what, what it is. The, the, that's what the game is, is, is relationships and and being able to trust the guys that you, you're around and say, hey man, what, what, what is this kid? What's this kid like? Uh, on a daily basis because they're you know we're, they're obviously around these guys and you hope you're gonna they're gonna shoot you straight with you know all the all the outside influences that can can happen on guys it's it's a you know it's it's never like I said before it's just a it's a never-ending um, process as you as you prepare I'm sure and you've you've gone through it differently uh in the draft as a as an area guy and then um you know as a cross checker and an assistant scouting director and and um you know now as a scouting director is is it has it been i I know it's been different but have you you've taken some of the things that you've used gathered throughout the course of the year to go into um last year was your first First draft was last year. What? What the? Yeah, and and so you know what the the kind of the process with that was just going through it 
now as, you know, I, I like to say you're sitting in the chair now, you know, you're, you're always, a lot of times we're, we're over here or over there and that now it's, you were in the chair. Did you feel like all, everything that you've collectively done prepared you for that, for that moment? Yeah, I, listen, you know, first and foremost, I'm fortunate and lucky because, um, you know, I, I was affiliated with the Oakland A's for, for 19 years as a player, coach, scout, cross-checker, assistant scouting director, and I, I was I was surrounded and able to be around a lot of tremendous people, a lot of tremendous baseball people, and um, when I made the move across the Bay of the Giants um, before last season, um, I was extremely lucky and fortunate again because I inherited a tremendous staff of people as well with lots of experience, with lots of, lots of deep, rich tradition of winning. Um, so when you finally get the chance to, to, to be in charge of a draft room, you know, you're only as good as the ones that are around you. So in my two situations, I feel extremely fortunate because I was with a great uh, group of people on both sides of the bay. But I think the one thing you learn um, – when you finally are in that position that I'm in is you really learn to be a good listener and you really learn to trust people. Um, because ultimately, ultimately, you know, I try to tell people all the time that the, the job of area scout really is the bloodlines of our industry. You know, we, we as cross checkers or directors, we move around, we see a lot of players. Uh, we try to build history, uh, with these players, but ultimately the most history and the ones that know them the best um, are the area scout. Um, Brian Bridges, who was the scouting director in Atlanta, who now works for us in San Francisco, uh, has a saying that I, that I use quite a bit, and I've kind of stolen from him, but you know, the area scout should be the expert on the player. And ultimately, as the director, I need to remember that the expert on this player is the area guy. Sometimes it's just as important to be a good listener as it is to be a good talker. And if you listen and you have trust and you surround yourself with good people, I, I think you have a chance to be really successful. And I think it's really not too dissimilar to if you are coaching a team. You know, if you surround yourself with good assistants, and you, you put the plan in place for your players and you trust your players, you have a chance to do really good things. So uh, there's a lot of similarities between the two. Uh, understanding that as a leader, you give direction and you ask your guys to do a lot and you ask your guys to put themselves out there in a lot of situations on players. Um, but being able to convey to them that you will listen and that you do trust, um, I think goes a long way. Yeah, that that's uh, that's a huge. I I feel I I'd say the same. I say the same things. It's it's you have to have the ability to to make make the call and make the decisions on things, but you you also have to be able to listen and and trust um, the the guys that you, that you've put in place. You know, I mean, I, I've known Bridget Bridgie for a long time and. Um, you know, the, the, I, know, I, I remember him when he was, you know, had the, had Georgia had the area in Georgia and, and, you know, I mean, he knew every, 
every aspect of any player, and that's a big state, and and he just, you know, those are the guys, and, and you know, you can name, there, there's so many guys that, you know, we, we know that, I know that we've had the area, different areas, and there are still area guys, and they just, you know, they ask the right questions, they, they get they get the right information. Um, they they listen to you, uh, and then you know they they take they take the information and they they take it into the room. And when they get asked, they present basically their case on the player because you ultimately you know there there may it, it comes down. I think you know you you taught me this as well. You know that there, there's a guy in in North Carolina that's that's this 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 and this and then there's a guy in you know north dakota that's this 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 and this what what separates those two guys you know and and it boils down to those little types of things and okay i I trust both these guys i'm gonna make the call and and ultimately go from there and it's 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 never easy um but and i think also guys that you know think that it's it's all about them may struggle some as well too with well we need to pick this guy or so and so and and you have to kind of waver separate through all of that stuff in in your right. role now right it's a um it's you know i i try to look at it this way you know it's it's not about who is right it's about it's about being right, and that's basically what scouting is about. Sure. I tell our guys all the time, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to put yourself out there early in the season. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is be right come draft day. And sometimes you've got to fail or you've got to make some mistakes along the way to kind of help mold the way you make decisions. Um, but I think ultimately as a group, uh, if we have that selfless attitude, it's, it's not about an individual being right. It's more about us wanting to be right, I think, is when you start to make your better decisions. Yeah, no no question. I, I, I can't agree with you more on that on that end of things. Well, I, I, I appreciate you um, coming on board today. Um, great information. I know there's a lot that's, uh, that's still up in the air. Um, and a lot of things that you're, you're going to be busy once once we get all this. Uh, I, I know you're busy now, but it's probably especially trying to figure out the draft and, and how that's going to really officially go. And, and then once the season kind of gets gets back cranking as well. So I, I appreciate you coming on coming on today, taking the time out. And, um, you know, it's it's been great to, to catch up. And we appreciate you enlightening us uh, into the the San Francisco Giants and your your thought process and your background. Um, it's always always good to have good people on. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. I know you guys, um, you know, being kind of the the, the lifeline and, and heartbeat of kind of amateur baseball in the Carolinas. Being from the Carolinas, I, I, it's a special place and. Uh, um, I think it's one of the better areas in the country for, for baseball, and uh, not only from a player standpoint, but the, the rich tradition and history of the coaches that have come through the, the North and South Carolina throughout the years. Um, it's definitely a special place and will continue to be that. We'll get through this whole situation. 
we'll all come out better on the other end in the society. But I think uh, everyone else, including myself, is just excited for uh, the time we can get back out on the field and play the game we love. No question. I appreciate it, Holmesy. Thanks for coming on. Again, just want to thank Mike Holmes, scouting director, San Francisco Giants, getting prepared. Obviously, in these difficult times, still getting prepared for the draft. Um, amazing information, uh, just about evaluating players and what he looks for. And, you know, ultimately, it's, it's not about, it's a little bit about performance, but the, the, the good players separate themselves, and it comes down to those little things, the makeup and, and how you approach the game and what separates you. So another stellar guest for the, for the show. Excited about quite a few things coming coming out in the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for all that stuff. Check out the the websites, thedirtbags.com. Check out impactbaseball.com as well. Uh, Twitter, all the social media platforms. Um, Going to be some, some great things coming out, getting through this. Getting through this non-baseball stuff, and, and once we get clear of this, we're going to be 100 miles an hour, games going on, so looking forward to that, and uh, we will talk to you next week.